guys, Ricardo here with Linners and Losers, and we got a special episode for you guys. Tune in with Nick and I as we bring you Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC news and discussion with our special guest, you guessed it, head coach Iman Zayed. Make sure you guys give a follow, subscribe, a like on all of our social media platforms to go ahead and keep up with the finest footy news. All right. I do want to go ahead and appreciate everyone for tuning in. I have our special guest here with us, Northern Colorado, Hailstorm FC head coach, Iman Zayed. How are you today? I am very good. Excited for another game. Tomorrow we play uh, Chattanooga Red Wolves. Um, so I'm excited, excited for that game. Um, but yeah, happy, happy with how things are going so far. I'm glad that you're able to go ahead and join us again. It's been over 10 months since we last spoke. Uh, I know Nick here has a lot of the hailstorm gear behind him. Pretty excited to go ahead and discuss here uh, a lot, you know, over the U.S. Open Cup, how you guys are doing in the league, chit-chat about some of the players and your experience here. But I'll hand it off to Nick here. I know that he's been pretty excited to go ahead and talk about hailstorm here. So, Nick. So I, I have to know, are you guys, is there going to be any fireworks at the end of the game tomorrow, like like in Chattanooga last time? or? Listen, uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there's fireworks before the game and after the game and during the game. Um, you know, look, it's it's obviously a game that um, myself and the assistant coach, Kevin, um, saw a check. We obviously have a little bit of history there and, we're not going to hide the fact that we really don't particularly like them. Um, you know, we, we, we want to keep it all business. Look, at, at the end of the day, it's another game. It's three points. It's a chance to uh, avenge the last game when we played against them. I felt it was our worst performance of the season. Um, it just wasn't. I don't think it was a good reflection of who we are um, as a group. Um and I think you'll see a different game tomorrow. Um, you know, I really do. I think we've progressed. We're such a brand new team that I feel like every week um, we we progress in certain areas. And I definitely, the game. I, I remember the mentality going into that game, during the game, after the game. We're a different team, I feel like we are now, for sure. So, uh, so look, yeah, hopefully it'll be fireworks, but it'll be uh, fireworks on our end uh, <laughs> after we beat them. Um, so we'll see. Good to know. So... Going from like what you said, worst performance. Do you think yeah. your best performance of the season was against Central Valley Fuego recently? You know, it's it, it's easy to look at obviously score lines and go, right, your best performance is is the best score line. You know, when we beat Fuego four one, and your worst is is obviously your your the score line where you lose four one. Um, it's difficult to say. I do feel like the definitely. I feel like the Chattanooga Reddles game was the worst performance, not only because we lost four one. I just thought mentally, uh, energy wise, it wasn't great, and then just mentally, I thought we gave up when we went two one three one down. I just, I just thought we gave up, and and that's something that um, we corrected. We had a couple of issues with when we went to goal down. We started off games flying. Um, I think we, I think we have a, a great record in terms of scoring goals first, um, and then the other team would equalize or. Uh, even maybe go a goal ahead, and uh, we would just switch off. We would, would almost—it's like we weren't used. It's almost like we felt no, like we're we're untouchable. Like you know, we're not we're going to go out and win a game easy, and 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 the other team aren't going to win or score. Um, and and when that happened, I just felt we were um, we weren't we weren't able to react um, and come back in games. Now I think we've rectified that. I think we've shown in in numerous games already that when we go a goal down, if we go a goal down, or even if the team. Um, 
you know, equalises that we can come back and get that win and goal. And I think it, it, it kind of, if I can look back on the Charlotte game where we won 2-1, we scored, then they equalised, and then Trevor Mann scored the winner. Uh, I, I feel like from that game onwards, we, we got stronger and stronger in terms of knowing that we can come back from games and we can come back from setbacks. Um, so I, I think that's massive. Um, and that will be massive moving forward in terms of getting points, whether that's, you know, to, to, to grab a point or to grab three points. Um, I thought Fuego, yeah, I thought 4-1 was an excellent game. I thought, I mean, I thought we could have won the game 8-1. We had, yeah. some, we, had, we, had we had great chances. Um, and uh, look, it was great to, it was our first game that we scored more than two goals. Um, you know, that was something that we've been working on all the time at training and talking about all the time. Um, creating more really good chances and then taking them. And I felt obviously we we, we did that against Fuego. Um, so possibly, yeah, possibly that was our best performance. I do think the the, the you know couple of the US Open Cup game against Real Salt Lake I thought was a really really solid team defensive performance. Mm -hmm. I thought, uh, even though obviously the performance against the switchbacks to, to kick off the season, I thought again that was a really good strong team defensive performance. Um, I felt I felt Charlotte uh, the game we won two one down in Charlotte. I thought that was a really good performance away from home on the road. Um, I thought that was a really solid performance to go down there and get three points. Um, but I do it. Yeah, look, uh, the, obviously playing at home, um, bossing possession, creating chances, um, numerous chances. Uh, I don't think the result ever looked in doubt. Um, it also had the setback. Fuego scored first, and then we we came into we you know we we, we equalised and uh, and and fought for that that go ahead goal from Trevor um, uh, just before half time. So yeah. Fuego was probably your best performance now that we uh, discussed it there, Nick. You're right. It was our <laughs> best performance so far. All right, let's kick it back to the start of the Open Cup where you guys beat the switchbacks. Like, and let's compare it to Real Salt Lake. Which game which game felt better to win? I know every win feels great, but did like did the red card setback feel win or playing an MLS team feel better? So which I, one was better? I think the Real Salt Lake one felt better. Um you know, I think, I think the switchbacks we went into the game confident. Um, when we got a red card, um, I remember thinking, "Oh, this is this is going to be a long night." Um, and, and and I genuinely wasn't sure. We already had a setback going into that game because we we hadn't registered our international players, so we were six seven players down through uh, through not having their ITCs processed in time. Yeah. Um, so I. I, I you know, when we, when we got a man sent off, I was thinking, let's just hold on. Let's just see what happens. So that, no, that felt great. That really did feel good. Um, but I think the Real Salt Lake game, because I had that MLS atmosphere. There was 19,000 people at it. Um, you know, a, a really lovely stadium. Um, we had just lost to Chattanooga, actually, um, the weekend before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so going into that game, I weren't sure how how we were going to be mentally um and how the confidence was going to be so that that game really I, I thought that game felt great i thought the guys performed fantastically well in that game and that that yeah overall that that definitely felt better can you go ahead and share some of the words maybe you threw in the locker room going ahead against real salt lake i mean it's a pretty big tough opponent there the rapids themselves sometimes struggle to go ahead and beat them at their home in utah yeah. so you guys going out there uh you know new kids in the usl league one block showing them how it's done. Beautiful goal by Cornwall there. So just yeah. want to go ahead and see here if you had 
you remember some of the words that you might have shared with the guys there going into that second half? Yeah, I know. I think the key word going into that game um, before the game at halftime was just, um, I think before the game, I do remember, you know, before the game was just opportunity, right? Belief in opportunity. Um, you know, I, I didn't really have to, the great thing about it, I didn't really have to say much because, you know, it was a gorgeous stadium. I could see the guys were up for it from the warm up. Um, I could see the look in their faces that they were up for it. Um, so I think going into that and that before the game was just what an opportunity, guys. You're playing against an MLS team in front of, you know, a, a good crowd. Um, go out and show what you're made of, and 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 for yourselves and and for the club and the team. Uh, and then I remember the second half coming in and going, listen, that they're, they're really not, you know, they're they're an MLS team, but they don't. We're just as good as them. We showed it, a ha uh, you know, in the first half that we can also play. Because I thought in the first half we were playing out from the back, we were moving the ball well enough. We didn't create too much, but I still felt we were moving the ball um, from the back into the midfield, and we got a couple of, um, you know, we got a couple of moments in there in the in in their half. So uh, I, the guys are really confident at halftime. I remember the the locker room; it was it was full of confidence, and it was getting to halftime at nil all and and being in the game, well in the game. Um, I knew the guys felt that. Hold on, we can we can do this here. You know, we can beat them. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're just as good as them. Um, that's how it felt. So, um, the the second half was just about belief. The first half opportunity, then the second half just believe believe that we can go out and perform and beat them. Um, so, uh, they were again. They were some of the words that we used, but um, but but I think it was a lot of it was just self motivation. From from going down there and and wanting to go out and and beat them, you know, and and when you when you come up against the a team, uh, sorry, I have a dog here, Koa. You can see her here. I'm gonna have to, she's moaning a little bit. I'm gonna have to put her out. What's up? Come here. Right, I'll be back in a second, guys. But no, uh, look, as I said, it, it was it was it was just about going out and fighting and believing. And um, sometimes when you come up against opposition, it's easy to it's easier as a coach to maybe motivate the guys. Because they're going into a, a, a game that we're underdogs. Uh, we're maybe not expected to do anything. Um, and then when you get into the game, it's just about believing in yourselves. And, and as I said, definitely after that first half, 100% the guys believed they could do it. And if I can just rewind slightly to the switchbacks game, um, right before full-time ended, the 90 minutes obviously went into extra time, we had a couple of opportunities. I think Lockie, uh, Lockie McLean had a couple of opportunities and pulled out some good saves from their goalkeeper. And I remember, again, uh, just before, you know, the extra time started, we were all together. And they all, it, it was belief, really. They just believed that they could go out and and, and beat the switchbacks even with 10 men. Um, so that was 100% the key word in, in both games and definitely the second half against uh, Real Salt Lake. Nick and I made the journey down to Colorado Springs to go ahead and watch the U.S. Open Cup game against the switchbacks and I'm just going to go ahead and agree with you there there was a certain moment there towards the end of the game coming into extra time that the hunger just leaned towards Hellstorm so much heavier and the chances were there a couple knocks and then the goal eventually did come there and it was a great experience to have all the players even at the end of the game come over and celebrate over on our fan section very windy game if you remember that yeah and, uh, I remember no it's like a yeah it's like a there was the old school Rocky movies where Rocky is just, he's just getting battered for like 10 rounds or 11 rounds. And the other opponent is like, I, I can't, I can't knock this guy out. He's still here. And then Rocky comes into it and, and wins. And those games can be like that. The longer you, 
you, you you hold on and you show you're in the fight. The other at the opposition just their their confidence goes and they're like, are we ever going to score here? Are we going to break them down? And then as yet we just grow into it. So uh, yeah, them two them two games obviously were historic and they were great for the club and for the team and and I think it also showed the level that some of the players and as I think where we could get and can get. Awesome. Well, I know we felt it a little bit helping with storm chasers and such, but have you felt a little bit of the national acknowledgement after those couple games? One hundred percent, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Even national and uh, and even just around the area, like um, you know, I, I remember when I first came in ten months ago, and you know, just before I spoke to you guys last, um, you know, we're still trying to build our brand here in Northern Colorado, um, and and. I've no doubt that it, it's going to grow and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, especially when we move into our home in Windsor. Um, but even when I first came here, you know, a lot of local people I'd meet, they would, oh, who, what are you doing over here? And you talk about Northern Colorado Hailstorm and they'd, you know, be interested, ask questions. But um, I noticed that when we did beat the switchbacks and then especially Real Salt Lake, um, instead of me explaining or going up to people, pe people would come up to me. Um, you know, I remember a couple of times wearing the, the Hellstorm um, polo t-shirt or, or a sweater going down to the Denver airport and a couple of people coming up saying, oh, hey, great result against Real Salt Lake. Um, so I, I noticed that we were getting a bit more attention locally, um, but then internationally, yeah, um, and, and nationally around just doing, doing, doing other podcasts or interviews. It was great for the guys and great for the team and the club and... Um, and yeah, that's how you build your brand. When you're winning games, people take note. When you're when you're losing, it's it's a little bit more difficult. Let's I not noticed, forget the Sports Center top ten goal. Oh yeah, that was yeah that was huge. I noticed you got a little bit of a little bit of fame yourself. Everyone notices your sweater game every every <laughs> match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they seem to they seem to take a liking, maybe a bit too much of a liking towards the sweaters. Um, Getting a little hot. Yeah, and. It, and <laughs> They asked me, I mean, when it got, I remember going down to Charlotte and Omaha, it was, I mean, it was over 80, 90 degrees. And they're asking me, am we going to wear a sweater? I'm like, no, I'm like, I mean, I, I can't. Um, it's so hot. But um, yeah, the sweaters are funny. Yeah, they were, uh, I just thought, look, I had a couple of sweaters that, that I got obviously from, from Ireland, Aaron sweaters, they're called. They're, uh, they're kind of unique to Ireland in a way. And uh, I just thought maybe it'll bring you a bit of luck. And I, and, and obviously we, when we beat the, uh, uh, the switchbacks and then, um, uh, real salt like i was like i'm gonna have to keep wearing these you know yeah. no, no matter how hot it is and uh, i think the omaha game i didn't wear it initially and then i said well, i'm gonna try and uh, we need a bit of luck here something to change the game and uh, look we obviously ended up losing the game but um yeah mm -hmm. it's too had a couple of shouts on twitter i saw from the omaha fans like why is he wearing a sweater in this weather <laughs> a bit of friendly banter which we which i love i love i love fans very good but even if it's yeah. even if it's friendly abuse i'll take it i'll take it they're a good crowd the omaha fans i yeah. know them yeah they are they're good there's uh omaha fan i mean if i had to i mean the, the teams that we play omaha fans are good and uh, they always have a good bit of banter richmond richmond fans they they give a little bit as well and, and they always have a bit of banter at their games um Madison, I'm looking forward to going up to Madison. They usually have, have a good crowd, good fan base mm -hmm. as well. And uh, Fuego seem like they have a good crowd now as well. Uh, obviously, they're only new as well, but they look like they have a decent crowd as well. Yeah, they Madison fans have reached out to the Storm Chasers and they said they're bringing like 15 people to the Fort Collins match yeah. on the 5th. So, yeah, yeah. No, no. Better on number now. <laughs> yeah, they're a good crowd. 
On the topic of home matches, I just want to go ahead and mention the dates here for the games at the Canvas Stadium at CSU Football for our listeners here. And I just kind of discuss on some of the uh, more memorable ones that we've had so far. So on July 5th, Ford Madison is coming to visit. On July 13th, Fuego. And then on the 17th, we have Independence. So three pretty good games here to go ahead and host at Canvas Stadium. And... Uh, Looking really forward to it. I know that we'll be there at the July 5th uh, myself, 13th and 17th. Nick will go ahead. Nick and I will both try to be there at those games to go ahead and bring uh, some pretty exciting content, some projects that we're working on to go ahead and bring out the exposure for the team here and the supporters group. But on the topic here of some uh, memorable moments here, having some home games finally in northern Colorado. I know the opportunity to go play on grass over in Greeley. Um, I just want to go ahead and ask, what was that experience like to finally play in front of a home crowd? Uh, look, I mean, it was it was great just to play at home, um, obviously in front of our crowd. And I would have played anywhere in Colorado if you told me I was playing down in uh, Colorado Springs, anywhere, and that's where we're going to play our home games. I would have taken it because we were on the road. We were on the road for a long time. It felt like a long, long time. Mm -hmm. um, and I I just felt that, you know, the season started and there was this obviously initial excitement um, amongst the group, um, amongst everybody. But the group, they were really excited. And, you know, we, we obviously had a couple of really good results in the US Open Cup. Um, I could tell, though, that it was just beginning to take its toll mentally. It was like, oh, we've gone down to Denver Airport, making a trip to Denver Airport and flying wherever we're flying. And a lot of the games are, um, a lot of games are, more towards the east coast and um, sometimes you have to connect flights so um, a travel day can be i mean between getting up in the morning and getting down to denver airport to get to where we're going and if there's a connecting flight i mean last week i'll give you an example to greenville um we would have left uh windsor where where most of the players are living we would have left Lin windsor at like i think we left 7 45 a.m and we arrived into Greenville. Now, bear in mind, they're two hours ahead, but we arrived onto, into the airport at 6.45 p.m. So, I mean, that's just a long travel day, and it takes a lot a lot away from, from the guys and their, their legs. And um, I think when we got home, we were just we were super excited to get home, to be able to, to, be able to prepare the day before, um, to be able to wake up in your own beds the, the morning of the game, to arrive um, and... and Try to make it our own, our, our own home, um, and and I, 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 for me, I feel like the performance showed that. I mean, I know we, you know, the first couple of games we we tied against North Carolina and Tormenta, and then we beat Fuego. I genuinely felt that those three games we, we performed really well. Um, even in even in the Tormenta game, I mean, it would have been for me, it would have been, it would have been really unjust if we had lost that game. We obviously got a late equaliser, but we absolutely battered them in the first half. Um, I really thought we battered them and played some good football. Just couldn't get that killer goal. Obviously, Irvin missed the penalty um, in that game, and, and maybe that changes the game. But I felt at home we performed really well, um, and especially. I mean, I'm not surprised that you know we went all out against Fuego and and, and beat them four one. Could have been eight one. Um, so, um, so no, look, we're 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 delighted, and we'll take anywhere. And I know we're obviously we've one more game in Greeley tomorrow against Chattanooga, and then we're really excited, obviously, to to get to a magnificent stadium. Canvas Stadium is beautiful in Fort Collins and CSU. Um, we'll be there for July, and, and we'll look forward to that as well. But um, 
Uh, and we're just excited to be playing at home. And I don't think any team likes to come to Colorado and play here, to be honest, especially with the weather conditions. I mean, honestly, I just I was told that um, Chattanooga Red Bulls went out and bought those, um, the oxygen, the, these little portable, these little oxygen things you can get if you go hiking in the mountains. Um, <laughs> what they cost whatever i know it's, they got them for the players to maybe use a half time or before the game i don't know um so yeah i was i was actually gonna mention it altitude is probably like one of the biggest strengths we have in colorado and i could tell that the fuego team was absolutely gassed after yeah. 25 30 minutes into the game they they were they were pretty sharp at first they had some good passes together but their tactics fell apart a little bit and it opened up the long ball, which worked very well with that um, front three supporting cast that you guys had out there. So I thought altitude's definitely like one of the biggest helpful things for playing in Colorado compared to any other team in the league. Well, I know that Canvas Stadium is going to go ahead and be played on turf. You're going to have to go ahead and let us know on the next time we have you, you know, what you prefer to play, if you preferred playing over in Greeley on the grass or at Canvas Stadium. You'll have to go ahead and let us know here. Maybe, maybe that has an impact on the team, but you said it best. The fact that you guys just got the opportunity to play at home, doesn't matter where, just the feeling of having a home crowd and getting rid of that long travel day definitely plays an impact here. But has there been a significant change or is there a different mentality with the players when they play away compared to home? Yeah, I just think they're more relaxed at home. I feel like, you know, we... We want to play a high-energy, high-intensity game, no matter where we are, home or away. And as I said, it, it it can be difficult playing away from home, depending on the travel day. And especially if you have two games in that week, or, or like last week we had three games in a week. Um, it's hard to keep you know up that energy, that high-intensity. We want to press teams. It's hard, though, when you're playing away from home. But at home, we feel much more confident, comfortable, um, and ready to do it. Um, I think that's the big thing. The guys show up, they're relaxed, and... As I said, it's our home, it's our backyard. Um, it's 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 Greeley, it's Fort Collins, it's Windsor. Like we want to, we 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 want to make it hard for teams to come. Um, and and we 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 want to we want to win every game we play at home. We feel that we're we feel I I know that you know when we're at home, there's a confidence. I can see it in the group. They don't have to say it. I can see that we're confident that we will beat any team at home. Um, and just having that mentally, um helps a big like a lot a hell of a lot so um i think that's the biggest thing they're just comfortable and relaxed awesome so we're switching over to highlight some of the players that have done well so far this season i know you we've talked in person about irvin Parra. you were very excited about him coming down to the usl league one he is leading the team and with six goals this year you said he was going to be a potential golden boot and you're very spot on so far so how do you how's how's Irvin been feeling how's he been doing so far in your in your mind Irvin Irvin he's got six goals in 11 games um maybe would have got one or two more obviously he missed the, the penalty against Tormenta but no look he's been fantastic um you know he's he's a he's a funny striker in terms of He'll score goals, but some of his goals, which is great as a coach, he he just produces himself. Obviously, we saw that wonder goal against um, uh, Carolina, yeah, North Carolina at home. Um, even he got a header last week against Greenville. Like that's it. Like it's a proper striker's like header. It's a great header, great finish. And um, 
as I said, he, he can produce moments out of nothing, which is great. And it's it's something that not every player has. Um, but he definitely has that ability, um, especially in our league, that he can just create something out of nothing. Um, and as I said, his, his strike rate is 6 and 11. It's You almost feel every game that he, you know, he can get you one. Um, and it's as a coach, it's great to have somebody like that. Um, but if I can, like, you know, it's easy to look at Irvin and say, well, all right, he's a goal scorer, he's got six and 11, but he's, I, I know he's frustrated because I think the, I think Irvin could also have about six assists. Um, like, he's very good at coming, dropping deep and, and, and turning his defender, spinning and playing these balls through. And I know he's, tr he's played Jerry Destoon a couple of times through one on one. He's, He's played lucky true one on one a couple of times. Um, like he, he 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 could easily have easily. I think he's got one assist, maybe two assists. I think he got one assist, but one, yeah. He easily, easily, easily could be sitting there on six goals, six assists, easily. Um, so he also has that ability. And uh, and thirdly, um, one another thing I'll say about Irvin is um, which is great. He's a leader of the team, and he works his balls off. Like he works his balls off. He doesn't stop. He loves the game. Like he's obsessed with the game. And even at training, like you know, on we're shouting like Irvin, go home. We're finished. Like stop. Um, you know, and it's, he's he's like a kid. He just wants to be out there playing, training all the time. Um, and he sets that example, which is great. And uh, and hopefully other guys can follow and are following that. Um, and if I can rewind to again to the Chattanooga game where we lost four one. Um, I think we went for, I think it was 4-1 down, down after 60, 70 minutes. You know, Irvin just non-stop, he, he ran for the whole game. And no matter what, you know, 4-1 down, he just didn't give up. Other guys, I think it got to them mentally. Um, he, he just kept going. Um, so he's, he's, his work rate is phenomenal. Um, and, and as I said, having somebody that can produce moments out of nothing um, is great. And I, I do believe he's well on his way to... To, to to getting that golden boot. I know there's a um I know there's a uh, there's a few guys on, on six and there's one guy on maybe eight um Gareth oh. McLaughlin. Um oh. but I wouldn't be surprised if, if the other guys Gareth McLaughlin has a bit of a lull and Irvin just keeps going. I, I don't think I don't think he's gonna stop with his with his strike rate. You know, so he's well on, on he's well on his way to to getting somewhere between if he was to continue that strike rate it's somewhere between fifteen to twenty um in the thirty games. Great. Another player I wanted to highlight is he came down from the championship is Arthur Rogers. So far, he leads the team in appearances and minutes. Do you think he's been a crucial player in your tactical setup for this season? He he he, yeah, he has been. Arthur's been. It's a funny one trying to get the best position. So he came in. I know he's a, a midfielder by trade, but at Hartford in the USL Championship, he's, he was playing left back. So we looked at bringing him in as as a left back because he's comfortable with the ball. He, he's comfortable getting up and down the line, and um, whips in a good cross of the ball. Um, he used to play futsal, so he's very comfortable with the ball to his feet, especially in tight areas. Um, so he's played left back for us, right back for us, uh, and he's played in the middle a couple of times as well in that six position. So he's very versatile, um, and and still figuring out. What like he's one of those players that no matter what I'll have him in the starting eleven, and it's kind of where where his best position is and where's best mm. for the group. Um, mm. You know, at, at, I mean, the last few games he's had a run at right back and he's done really well. Um, as I said, he gets up and down the line and and he loves to attack. Really does love to attack. Um, so we've been really happy with Arthur. 
Um, the only thing that we're trying to correct at the moment, um, and Art is obviously part of that in the defensive group, is keeping clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we can see too many goals, and we've only got one clean sheet in 11 games. So we know that we need to work on that as a group, as a team. Um, but obviously, it, 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 the defensive unit are, are a big part of that. Um, so Arthur is fantastic with the ball attacking um and he's a, he's he's, a, he's he's solid defensively but it's something that we need to work on as a whole but I, I, we've been we've been really happy with Arthur amazing and then I'll have to bring up my local friend Trevor he's yeah. he seems to have you know climbed a little bit of a a mountain at first when he first joined the club I've seen a, a greater change in his play since yeah. day 1 to currently so what do you, how do you feel about Trevor so far so, you know, in uh, in Ireland, right, we used to give out two awards, right, at the end of the year, one for player of the year and one for club man of the year. Player of the year was, was who was your best player, right? Club man of the year was, not only was he a good player and one of your better players, but somebody that's just improved so much. And, uh, like, if I had to give out player of the year, I'd give it to, um, to Irvin at the moment. Obviously, he's flying. Um, you know, we've a couple of other really good performances, good performers, Breck Evans and, and Rob Cornwall, but club man of the year, Trevor. Trevor's come in straight out of college and I fell pre-season and at the very start of the season, he struggled a little bit, which was 100% understandable, but struggled a little bit to, to adapt to the professional ge- game. And it was professional demands of the professional game are a lot higher. It's, it's, it's I mean, effectively you're doing you know, you're playing a game that you love and you've played since you were a kid. It's also your job. Um, so you have to take it um, and, and treat it as if it, it is your job because it is your job. You're playing professionally. You're getting paid to play professionally. Um, but the demands be, demands because of that, because it's a professional game, are, are just higher than if you're in college. You can get away with things in college and maybe the college coach won't won't shout at you and tell you to do this, that, and the other. Um, but... He's come in and he's adjusted really well to it. I spoke to him, um, you know, obviously in preseason at the start of the season, he was a bit frustrated that he wasn't getting minutes or as many minutes as he would have liked. Um, but I explained the reason why and um, and he took it on board. And uh, honestly, I'm delighted with Trevor. He's 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 obviously got two goals. He's got two goals, two assists at the moment. In he hasn't played all the games, um, but you know, I, I feel like Trevor could easily. You know, between now and the end of the season, he could easily rack up 10 goals. And um, if you're racking up 10 goals in your first professional season, I mean, it's it's a fantastic season. Um, mm-hmm. And he's grown. He's getting better and better. Um, you know, he's a threat. He likes to run in behind defences. And in any league, uh, if you if you have good movement and you run in behind, um, you know, you're 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 gonna you're gonna get chances and you're gonna create havoc. And he's been doing that and he's done that really well. Um, one of the parts of his game that he knows he needs to get better at, if he's going to be that number nine, um, he needs to be able to to hold the ball up better. Um, and if I can rewind to his first start, he uh, we saw both. We played against Charlotte Independence, and in the first half, he caused havoc kind of running in behind. At the same time, when the ball was to his feet, they had two big centre halves who were just knocking Trevor down. Um, and the ref wasn't calling it, because sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. Um but he kept going, kept going, kept working and, and got his rewards. He got obviously the winner in the second half. Um, so I, I've been really happy with Trevor. 
Um, I, I would not be surprised to see Trevor get 10 plus goals this year. That's the target I've set for him. I'm sure he, he might even want more than that, but I've set 10 plus goals for him. Um, just things that we'll work on. And, uh, and, and I think if he keeps improving, he, who knows where he can go. But I, I've been really, really, really happy with Trevor. I have noticed a change too from the first couple games. It seemed like he was had a little more of like an aggressive mentality, and now he seems shifted and focused on the team's goals and everything. So I, I've been pretty delighted too. I love talking to his dad in the stands and just showing his development, and very pleased with Trevor. I think he'll. I'm shooting personally for him to get 20 goals and assists combined. That's my personal goal for him because uh, and, and can he could he do it yeah he could do it um not it's to a big, it's a pressure big, on him but. it's a big it's a big ask in your first year um yeah. like you know that 20 goals uh 20 in terms of goals and assists i'd expect Irvin to get that trevor if he can get that i mean obviously i'll be delighted and um you know, 15 yeah <laughs> yeah 15 will be great um you know i do i do think he definitely he, he loves scoring he loves he has a habit of he loves scoring He's a goal scorer, um, so you could definitely see him getting ten plus goals. Um, the other part of his game, the creating it, the holding the, the holding uh, up of play, um, he'll get better at that as the season goes on. And um, you know, it's great for like I see and the and the coaches see his development and his work rate. But um, but even as a team, the players see it because I know after the last couple of games at home. I've had a couple of players, um, a couple of the leaders of the group come up to me and say, Trevor, he's, he's, he's worked so hard. He was fantastic tonight. Um, and it's great. And it's great that they see it because they're his teammates. Um, so now, Trevor's great, great attitude, great guy. I love working with him. And um, and he's a, he's, he's a project. I want to turn him into a 15-plus goal scorer. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and hopefully he can progress onto a, a higher level. I only say that because he, he was my old friend and – yeah, yeah, definitely a big rival of mine growing up. So I'm just trying to put a little bit of, a little bit of extra oomph in him. Hopefully yeah. he listens or not. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. <laughs> All right. Well, I do want to go ahead and just kind of figure out uh, a few locker room stereotypes about the players here. Just kind of figure out who's who in the locker room, and uh, that should go ahead and wrap up here our discussion on the players. But just uh quick questions here for you like i'll go ahead and start off with who who's the you know the class clown the locker room clown guy who's making everyone laugh in the locker room and uh, we've we've a few of them there's a few a few funny guys on the team uh irvin power is definitely one of them irvin power for sure is he's a jokester um and i would Probably, if I had to add somebody else, and I think Ethan Vanacore Decker, he's he's another one that um that the guys get a good laugh out of. Um, I would say the two of them are probably the clowns of the team. Okay, okay, I'll go ahead and ask. Then who's the most serious? Clock in, always serious, focused all the time. Um, always serious, focused. Johan, mm -hmm. Johan Panoranda is, is is he's a he's a serious guy. Um. Oh, he can have a laugh, but he's serious. He he takes his stuff serious. Um, Breck Evans, Breck Evans, the lads call him a robot. Just <laughs> the way he is sometimes, the way he acts, some of his, the way he he asks questions. Um, great guy, great guy. For for me, the best left sided centre back in the whole league. Um, I really, I really believe that. Um, but yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a good guy, serious guy at times, just because of his little robot. Uh, personality 
He's been he's been fantastic this season. One yeah, the, honestly, really, really, really one of our top performers. Yeah. Personally, one hundred percent. Two boy right here. Our next one. Who's the guy that you're glad he's your teammate, and you know you'll be upset if you're going against him? The Gattuso of the team, Rob Cornwall. Yeah, Rob Cornwall. He's he's wholehearted, um, and I'm delighted to have him. Yeah, he. Yeah, he uh, he's a no nonsense Irish defender. He's like a. A, a no nonsense Roy Keane, um, and and that's how he plays at centre back. Um, so uh, and and the guys love him. The guys love him because they see it, and even in training, like he's he's a winner in training. So he's definitely he's definitely the one I would think. Nice right, and last but not least, who's the guy that you have to keep a second eye out for? Maybe smack him on the head, always being late or doing a little mishaps here and there. Um, Double maker, we'll call it. <laughs> I wouldn't call him a troublemaker, but he's definitely the one that you always have to keep an eye on. I go, Jerry Destoon. <laughs> like he's he's from he's from Haiti and and he's a relaxed personality. Um, you know, he's very relaxed and and sometimes you feel like you're speaking to him and it's going in one ear and out the other. Um, and yeah, I'm sure he's paid a lot of fines in terms of being late and just, but um. The, I'd say the pro the like that kid has so much ability. It's not even funny. Like he has so much ability, and it's I, I'm telling you, I'll I'll pull my hair out and go grey trying to just get it out of him. Um, and hopefully I'll get it out of him. Hopefully I'll get it out sooner rather than later because if I can get out his ability and and try to get him to reach his potential, he's unplayable. But I need to get him there. He's unplayable when he reaches it. And we've seen it in glimpses. I thought the game against the switchbacks, I thought he was phenomenal. He obviously mm -hmm. got the ball, but I just thought his all-round play was phenomenal. We see it in training at times. Um, he has something that is just is is of a, of a much higher level. Um, but I need to get it out of him. And, uh, and yeah. Well, I, remember, okay. I remember when we last spoke, you said Jerry, at Peculiar Arrows, you said Jerry was one of those players you think had MLS potential. Uh, he does. This is the frustrating thing. He does. He has the ability to do it. Um, he does, and as I like, it, it's it, it's that laid back character that like, how do I get that? I don't like off the field. I'm a, you be who you want to be off the field. Like just do do your thing. I don't care. Um, you know, I want you to. Everyone's individual, and I want you to be you. Um, and even in the locker room, do whatever. Just when we cross that line and we're training or we're we're playing games, you know, switch on and uh, and yeah. Trying to get him to just switch on um, and not be late for training and 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 for, for physical therapy treatment and all that kind of stuff. Um, he's the one, but he has unbelievable ability. It's up to him to reach it though, and it's up to me to try and bring it out of him for sure. Well, thank you for sharing some of these cool facts about some of these players, and um, I just have one last topic here that I'm going to go ahead and bring up here. Maybe have a little discussion on, and then. Go ahead and wrap up here. I'll hand it off to Nick here as I go ahead and summarize, finalize anything, ask any reminding questions here. But this next question here, I've been saving it up all day. It's going to be a little bit of a tough one here. So just want to go ahead and see, uh, you know, I've been watching a few of the games here, keeping up on, you know, from the away games, watching them on TV or on the computer here, also following them on social media apps. And it's nice to see that uh, you're not averaging a red card each game, but for a rookie season here, you do seem a little bit of aggressive here. Picked up a little bit of red cards here, here and there. Notable mm -hmm. one in the switchback game. 
uh, you know, first appearance in the U.S. Open Cup. But just want to go ahead and ask there, is there a little bit of a trend going on here or is this something uh, sporadic, just totally random? You mean within the team, the players, not me personally? No, is this some kind of aggression from the players that they have, some kind of hunger? Are they going out there? Or is this something of the league? Is the league just the physicality and the aggressiveness? This is what it's required. Maybe the guys are going a little bit too unlucky, some of these calls. I think, yeah, honestly, I like we, you know, okay, so we have four principles, right? We have four principles within our team. We've had it from day one. We, we, you know, we wrote it on the board and we always talk about it, right? Every game we want, we want to see those four principles. Um, one is hard work, right? One is just a work rate. Um, another one is resilience, right? No matter what happens in the game that we show resilience. Because um, moments of a game, even when you're winning, sometimes the moments aren't, don't go your way. And we have to, we have to show that we can fight back no matter what. And we can team first always put the team first no matter what it's not about the individual right and another one um which is our second one but i'll say is our, our fourth one now is is aggression right we want to be aggressive in the game and that does not mean getting yellow cards or red cards it just means being intense um not giving the opponents time on the ball and space um and i feel like we have a group within our locker room that they are like you. You speak to them; they're winners. They've come here to they've come here to win. You know they want to win, and they and and they hate to lose. Um, you know, and uh, when you have that mentality, yeah, you, you go out and you're you know you you, you don't just hold back. You, you you fight for every 50-50, You know you fight for it, and that's um, that's just what 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 the mentality is within the group. Um, I feel like the two red cards, we've got two red cards, and I feel like they've, okay, Destin Normans were, was, was absolutely not a red card, right? Soft. Yeah, it was so soft, extremely soft, extremely, extremely soft. Uh, we appealed that, we didn't get the decision our way, but I mean, we, we showed video evidence, and I, I thought it was blatant from the video evidence that we showed. Um, Irvin Paris was, uh, look, that's, individual i think you know obviously you're getting tugged back and you know he know he made he, he's you he know he's made a mistake that doesn't come from that just Irvin's Irvin's a fighter he's a winner and and he's that's how he plays i'm not going to change that. i'll never change that from um i won't even try to attempt to change it um i'll try to and i've told him that you know sometimes teams may um they may they, they may pinpoint you and individualize you and and try to get a reaction and you have to be better than that um but i'll never take out his aggression um no i don't i think i think it's a good thing i think that you know some soft yellow cards um but but no i think um if i can go back to again i know i've said it three times now or four times now but the the chattanooga game where we lost 4-1 we we weren't aggressive at all at all at all um we let their midfielders uh especially when when we went to goal down um we let their midfielders just kind of stroll into our box and uh, into our into our area, into our middle area, um, and I wasn't happy with that. When we lost to Omaha two 0 in the U.S. Open Cup, I didn't feel like we went out fighting. I felt like again, it took twenty five minutes in the second half for us to put a tackle in. Um, so no, one hundred percent. It's we want to be an, an aggressive team, but I mean an aggressive team in the tackles in the fifty fifties, not getting yellow cards or red cards. Um, and, and I'm not gonna, I don't want to change that. If, if somebody gets a silly yellow card or a silly red card, for sure, after the game, when we're analyzing the game and we're doing video the next day, we'll pull them and say, Listen, that was stupid. Like, and I don't want that. 
Um, and 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 the guys know I don't want I don't want stupid reckless tackles and yellow cards and red cards because that hurts us. Um, but we're an aggressive team, and that's definitely um, a, a principle of ours. And I'm not going to change that. Let's be real, though. They weren't even going to call Irvin a red if they didn't look up at the screen. No, they weren't. No, you're right. They weren't. They they, they weren't at all. Um, you know, the people that were closest to it weren't going to call it, and then they looked up at the screen and decided to call it. I was I was in the stands that day, and I was just yelling my head off, saying, "There's no VAR in the Open Cup." I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah, but yeah, that was a frustrating one. But I've noticed too the trend is it's trended down. I feel like at the at the beginning of the season there was a little bit of a a chemistry building time with within match fitness and playing 90 minutes and. I think you've only you guys have only had like five yellow cards in the last three games compared to the start of the season. So I think like the team's focus, the chemistry is there, and everything. Yeah, if I if I if I felt it was an issue, I would you know if I felt mm-hmm. it was an issue one hundred percent, I would have pulled the guys and said it. As I said, I do think the two red cards were unfortunate and uh, unlucky in in when especially that's a normal one. The other yellow cards, yeah, look at referees i felt the last referee we had in the fuego game was fantastic i felt he let the game go and even tackles like i don't even want to see unless it's a bad tackle i'm not even shouting to get the opponent to get him a yellow card unless it's a really bad tackle mm-hmm. um so I, I like the last referee was great I can't remember his name but he was great he let the game flow and i thought it was good i don't think any any neither team complained um, but there has been a few soft yellows, really some soft, soft yellows. I think some of our yellows as well was wasn't even from tackles. I mean, a couple of times I know Daniel Scally. I think he kicked the ball away twice, said something to the referee, and I think two of his yellow cards were because of that. Norty kicking the ball away, like some of them are soft, where the referee can they can be a bit more lenient. I feel, but not not in the United States. <laughs> Look, it is what it is. As I said, I don't, at the moment I don't see it, it, it being a problem. Sounds good. Um, well, since we last spoke um, about you thinking, being optimistic about being a title contender for this year, do you still feel that way after, I think, 11 games have passed or tw- 10 for you guys? Uh, we played 11. I do, yeah. We've played eight on the road and three at home. Um, and I feel, uh, I feel you'd see, a, one, you'd see a better reflection if we had played, you know, equal amount of home games and away games. Um, you know, we want to we be unbeaten at home. And, and I think we'll, 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 we'll win most games at home because teams will not like coming here. Um, and we'll just be up for the game more in terms of just our energy levels because we'll, we'll have, we're playing at home. Um, I do, like, I mean, it's for me, it's, it's, if you look at our league, it's a funny league. I mean, it's it's the strangest mm-hmm. league in the world. Honestly, it's so strange. And it's been like that. It's been like that for a few years now. <laughs> anybody can beat anybody. And you look at the results last week, um, Charlotte lost 7-1. And then a few days later, they win 6-2. I mean, like, where would you see that? Um, <laughs> you know, and then Chattanooga, yeah, they win 7-1 and then they lose to, to Tucson, who are bottom of the table, 2-1 a few days later. Um, Fuego lose to us 4-1 and then they go out and, and beat uh, North Carolina, who are doing well, 3-1. So it's a strange league. Anybody can beat anybody. Um, as long as I'm seeing progression within my team, I don't want to be concerned about any other team. Yeah, there's a couple of teams that are like, yeah, they're, they're ones to beat, like Omaha, and Greenville have to be, they're so consistent in terms of they're always up near the top. And um, they're the two teams that you're like, look, are we better than them? Can we be better than them? Can we be more consistent than them? When we've played them, 
do we feel that we're all like we're do we feel like we're a better team no matter what the result do we feel like they're just miles ahead of us or where do we feel in comparison to those teams because i have no doubt 100 them two teams will be at the playoffs at the end of the year mm-hmm. um so so no I, I do i feel like we are title contenders i feel progress i feel like we've progressed for, i think the first five games we were figuring things out um you know i i feel like our especially our home form the, the three games at home if i felt there's been progression there um and even going out to greenville last week i know we got beat 2-1 but um i still felt we had the chances to win the game and we were well in it and we came off the we we came off the the the, the field thinking all right we lost the game two two defensive mistakes that we need to get better at and, and rectify but if we play them again would we be afraid could we beat them absolutely um i'm looking i'm already looking forward to the game where they came come up to i think they come up to colorado next um, i'm looking forward to omaha when they come up to colorado you know seeing the difference between them here versus when we go there um so now I, I i i see progression within my team and that's what i'm concerned about and uh, as long as i see that um I'm happy and I 100% believe that we are um we are and will be and can be um title contenders. Yeah, it's a long season. Four four of the next 5 games are at home too, so we'll start to get like a good idea of where we're truly at. Playing at home is we've been undefeated so far, so that's that's a really good sign. Uh, yeah, undefeated. We have a couple of good games to come up, obviously Chattanooga and, and Madison. Um but look and and you know things that we're trying to rectify i mean we've we've let 10 points go in terms of we've been in winning positions and and we've let the other team come back and whether we we tie the game or whether they go on and win the game we've dropped 10 points um from winning positions um i think that's something that as a team will rectify because we're a brand new team and uh, 100% will rectify that um but 10 points 10 more points we're top of the league even if we only got half of those points five points of the 10 that we've let go uh, we would have been second in the league so um so no i'm happy enough for where we are i i i still want to get like we 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 still want to get we want to get clean sheets that's something that is our number one priority we want to get clean sheets and and we want to you know stop conceding soft goals we want to score more um I'll probably add that we'll probably we have a small group. We have twenty players. One of them's on loan from Louisville. We'll probably add two or three players uh, in July in a July transfer window that should strengthen our squad. So um, I'm I'm happy and content with where we're at. There's there's definitely things we need to improve on, um, and and I know we will improve on that. We, we will improve on them. But I'll always say like it's different. If I'm you know coaching a team in in Europe versus America, America's like a it's a marathon because the aim is to get into playoffs and be at a point in playoffs where you're you're peaking and you're happy with where you're at. Um, so I, I'm happy with where we're going and I feel like that's where we'll we'll, we'll go into playoffs, um, having rectified any issues. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 sure that we can have a right go with it this year. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the clean sheets will come. I think you guys have only had three all year, two in the cup, one in the league. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's. Uh... It, it they'll come. I think the last couple of results and the defensive effort have showed it a little bit. Unlucky, it was a great goal by Fuego for their great. Yeah, goal. yeah, that was an outstanding strike. Other than that, it, you know, PK is yeah. unlucky to concede and. 
No, like I feel like that. Look, I feel like the three goals we've conceded at home. We've conceded one goal in each game at home. The the first one against North Carolina was a, a goalkeeping mistake. Johan knows he should save that. The second goal against Tormenta, Arthur Rogers, literally five minutes before they scored, um, it was Arthur Rogers' man. He came up and said he was cramping, and we had to get him some um, fluids. Um, and literally five minutes later, a ball over the top, and his man scores. And he again says, "Look, my mistake. I know I done. I I should have done much better." There um, and then look the Fuego goal was um, was it was again a good goal a strike from outside the box. Um, I, I feel that we've been unlucky not to have at least one maybe two clean sheets in in, in those three home games. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, there there are issues that I, I've no doubt will rectify, will get better at, and um, once we do that, it's just another step towards where we're trying to get to. All right, before we hop off, what has been your favorite thing to do so far in Colorado? Favorite thing to do in Colorado, um, it's it's definitely it's definitely the hike in the outdoors. I've been to Estes Park. I've been to I have a, a Rocky Mountain National Park pass. I've been to Estes Park. Um, I I wouldn't say once a week, but definitely at least once every two weeks. I love it. I'm always there. Always going to the national park, go hiking, go into Estes Park, grab some food. Um, I love Estes Park is probably my favorite. If I had to choose something. Because I'm there a lot, a hell of a lot. Well, if you haven't been yet, Fort Collins has Food Truck Tuesday. So at City Park. I was there yesterday. You were there yesterday? I was there yesterday for the first time, believe it or not. I've been trying to get Lachlan to go and to bring some of the lads. I'm like, it's a good time. Everyone shows up. There's yeah. live music. You just put a blanket out, eat some food. It's great. Honestly, it was great. It was a it was a beautiful uh, evening last night, actually. And I had, uh, like, I had heard about it from a couple of people and and – I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's a Tuesday. You're, you you get caught doing something else and, mm-hmm. and you forget about it. Um, but yesterday we went um, and I'm delighted. Delighted we did because it was great. Um, some great food trucks as well. Uh, we tried this barbecue food joint. Um, had a grilled cheese barbecue sandwich. That was great. We tried, I think it was backyard chicken, a backyard bird. It was lovely as well. Um, and then the line to this soft serve ice cream place. That place is so good. I, yeah. I forget the name, but it is. My girlfriend makes me sit in that line while she The music was cool. It was, uh, honestly, I'll be honest, it, was, it, was, it caught me by surprise. I, I just thought it was going to show up to be some food trucks. It was much more than that. It was packed. Um, there was people playing games, playing Frisbee, kicking a ball around. The, the, the band was, was really good, actually. So uh, that 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 will probably be a regular on Tuesdays now. And then I recommend just hop on the trolley one time. It's it's a fun thing to do. A good old like historic Fort Collins thing. Just get oh, on yeah, the trolley. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It'll take you right to Old Town from City Park. It's yeah, a good, yeah. It's nice. a good one. I'll try that. Good for the missus. Yeah, she'll enjoy it. She, it's a good <laughs> to keep the missus happy. That's the most important. Yeah. Well, I do want to go ahead and thank you again for being able to go ahead and join us here on another special episode here. Uh, it's always nice. I know that last time we spoke about 10, 11 months ago, hopefully we can go ahead and get another episode here after the season ends. Just go ahead and do a recap here. Looks like the overall image so far has been progression. You know, overall finding that team chemistry continue to grow and develop some goals here to go ahead and uh, maintain those clean sheets. and you know, just getting those W's here at CSU Fort Collins. So it's going to be an exciting time. Uh, I know that Nick, 
myself and the rest of the Storm Chaser supporters group will be uh, going over at a pregame at a location in Fort Collins, which we'll go ahead and post more details about and then walk on over or march on over to the stadium to go ahead and watch the game. Uh, we were able to go ahead and talk about moments about the U.S. Open Cup, some league matches, matches. You got to share a little bit about the play. Thank you on that insight there. Nick, appreciate you always joining and always asking these great questions. Go ahead and give it to you uh, for our final goodbye. But again, thank you so much, Iman, for joining us here. Cheers, Ricardo. Yep, thank you for coming on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And hopefully we'll do one. He said after the end of the season, hopefully we'll do one right before playoffs. Yeah, we can speak be. about the playoffs coming up because, as I said, I feel like, I mean, I know we spoke 10 months ago or, or however long it was. It feels like it was much longer than that. And I feel like so much has happened between now and then. Uh, I've no doubt that a lot, a lot will happen between now and the end of the season. Um, I know you'll at least be thrilled with the supporters group. We have, I think we have now, I think, days away or they've already come in we have every person's national flag oh nice okay we're ready to post those up i think we have six six flags to wave ready to come nice we're getting new membership every game it's been it's been yeah. a growing process for us as well 